How's it going and welcome to PRS Radio. My name is Eugene Leonard. I am the host and founder of this podcasting channel here in Shenzhen, China. Um, I've lived here for five years and I'm the technology coach at Shenhui International School. Loving my time in Shenzhen presently. Um, now, one of the aims of this channel is to document the personal experiences and backgrounds of well-known long-term expats in the Shenzhen area as well as local residents. Our podcasts are available on the Anchor platform. That's anchor.fm forward slash PRS radio. My Twitter handle is Mr. Underscore Leonard underscore Swiss. Uh, I will put all this information in the blurb and I will add links as well. Uh, the hashtag we are using is hashtag PRS radio SZ. That's hashtag PRS radio SZ. My first guest this week is Paul Delahunty. Paul is an old friend of mine. I've known him for about four years now. He has lived in China for over 17 years. And despite rumors to the contrary, Paul is, uh, like myself, uh, an Irishman. And he is from the county of Wexford. He is not a mead man, like some people believe. Uh, somebody spread a, a, a rumor about him years ago that he was from mead. Uh, so he, he's a little sensitive about that. But uh, we recorded this podcast today. The first man on PRS radio, he broke his podcasting virginity, virginity on this show, PRS radio. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe, share, like, add a voice message, give us some constructive feedback. We're willing to listen. And if you know anyone who would like to join the show, uh, bring it on. We, we, I, will, I will talk to anybody, as long as they pay me, of course. Enjoy. Good morning, Paul Delahunty. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Eugene Leonard. I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for having me on the show this morning. Now, Paul, you are the Virgin guest on PRS Radio. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't actually comment explicitly on that on a radio show. I, I'm honored. It is a great honor, and thank you for inviting me. Okay. Well, uh, as soon as you pay the fee for uh, being the first guest on the show, we will uh, continue. Uh, we accept all payments through WeChat and Alibay. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, well, we're probably going to be talking about WeChat Pay later on. And, uh, yes, no problem. May went here. May Winty indeed. Yeah. Now, Mr. Della Hunty, uh, before we continue, we have to uh, just clear something up. Uh, we need you to sign a form to say you're here of your own free will and you weren't forced by any uh, magis <laughs> magistrates. <laughs> magistrates or parole officers <laughs> uh, to be here on the show. Can well, you confirm? My parole officer would be delighted if uh, he knew I was on the show here. Yes, yes, very good, Mr. <laughs> Della Hunty. Now, Paul, uh, first of all, I would like to talk to you about uh, a little bit about your personal history, where you're from in Ireland, your journey to Shenzhen, how you got here, why you're here, are you on the run? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you may laugh, folks. You may laugh. But, uh, Indeed, that, you may laugh, yeah. Th that's yeah. the very first section of today's show. Um, and before we continue... The, I think the very first thing you should tell our audience, there is a lot of misinformation around Shenzhen and further afield that you come from the Royal of Meath. Is that accurate? No, that's, that, that was 
a scurrilous rumor started by one individual who shall remain, sorry, started and perpetuated by one individual who shall remain nameless. Okay, well, I have no idea who that individual would be, so you are <laughs> confirming live on PRS radio that you are not a Meath man. I'm from Enniscorthy, County Wexford. You're from Enniscorthy in County Wexford. Yeah, yeah. A royal Wexford man, good man. A royal Wexford man, a yellow belly. With heart, a yellow belly indeed. With heart and hand. Now, Mr. Delahunty, you have been in China 17 years. Yep. How did that come about? By accident. <laughs> <laughs> came for six months. It wouldn't be the first accident in your life. It continue. wouldn't be, no. Not the first one since I came to China either. Um, <laughs> uh, I, right. Um, do you want the long answer or the short answer? Give it to me straight. Give it to you straight. All right. I was working in Dublin. I was working, for, uh, working in IT. And I was bored. And I wanted to change. And mm -hmm. at that time, I didn't have a mortgage. I wasn't married. I was. I sort of. I realised I was as free as I was ever going to be. Mm -hmm. And so, what was I going to do with that freedom? And I decided I'd come to China. I, I didn't know anybody who'd ever been to China. Um, I mean, this is about twenty odd years ago. So that there, there was still a buzz starting to pick up about China at that time. And I thought, well, why not go to China? Mm -hmm. So um, I did. Uh, the plan was, as I said, it was to come here for six months. And I was first of all in, I, I came over teaching English. I was first of all in uh, Guangxi province, a, a wee small town called uh, Pinguo Apple, which is right down near the Vietnam border. And I loved it, it was great. Um, great people, great food, um, I, I, I loved the work, loved the students. And um, so when the six months was up, I kind of said, I don't want to go back home. I want to do another six months. So I did. And um, the agent I was working with, um, it was, he was based out of uh, Yangshuo, which is near Guilin in, in, in Guangxi. He said, yeah, no problem. Um, you're a good teacher. I'm, I'm going to give you a special job in my hometown, in Hunan. Wait, I'll stop you there. He said mm. you're a good teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, easily impressed. Um, well, no, <laughs> can say that again. <laughs> having met some of, the, um, some of the other teachers he was working with at the time, um, I don't mean to sound... Yeah, the, compared to them, or compared to some of them, I was actually... had some clue about what I was doing. Um, so he said, yeah, I'm going to send you to a special school in my hometown. So I, I know you'll, you'll, you'll do me proud. So he sent me to a place called Changning, which is in Hangyang County. And I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. It was, I was the, it was a real small town. It was really underdeveloped. I was the only foreigner there. Um, it, it didn't stop raining for the time I was there. Um, but when my time there came to an end, I sort of realized, well, I don't want this to be the end of my Chinese adventure. I don't want to go home saying, oh, it was horrible, I hated that. So I looked around for another job, um, and I found a job teaching at a private university in Changsha, which is the capital of Hunan, and I ended up staying there for, for two and a half years, which is where I met um, the lovely lady that I married, and then we came to Shenzhen, and we've been here for the past 14 and a half years. And does this lovely lady have a name? She does. She does. Uh, Miss um, Zhong Jianhui. Jung, Miss Zhong Jing. Zhong Jianhui. Miss Zhong Jianhui. Hui. 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 Miss Zhong Jianhui. Hui. That's what I said. You're saying Hui. Hui. <laughs> From Monaghan, remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen. Or some people would say Ah, Nakloy. Now, Miss Zhong Jianhui. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, your lovely wife, you've been married for how long? Uh, 15 years, uh, 14 years, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble now, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I'm going to stop you there 
we will come back to your marriage uh, in a couple of minutes' time. Um, what did your mother say to you when you rocked up one day in Enniscorty, walked into the house and said, Mammy, I'm off to China in the morning. I'm going to China. Um, she wasn't terribly impressed, to be quite honest with you. It wouldn't be the first time in your life that she wasn't impressed, I would imagine. No, it, no, definitely not, no. <laughs> and I can, I can remember long conversations of, do you have to go? And you, you don't have to go. And, you know, if you change your mind, it's okay. Mm -hmm. it, it's okay to change your mind about this. But by that point, I kind of realized that, I told everybody I was, I was going to China. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if I didn't then go, I'd be known as the guy who didn't go to China mm -hmm. in a country full of people who didn't go to China. Well, that wouldn't be too bad because you're probably known as worse now. <laughs> yeah, I was no, no, probably known as worse then as well. Um, <laughs> I was getting at that. Yeah, she, she wasn't terribly delighted about me going halfway around the world. Mm -hmm. um, when our first child was born, when our son Martin was born, she was immediately on the plane and came straight over. And she's been over many times since then. She was over last year. She, she was over this year. She, uh, That's she, what I said. She was over for Spring Festival. Mm -hmm. And um, we never got to meet her. <coughs> I know. I was very pleased about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished as far as I was concerned. <laughs> and he's actually serious. How many times has your mother been over? Um, almost every year since Martin was born. So that's probably about 10 or 12 times now. So Martin's either 10 or 12, you're basically well, saying to me. Well, almost every time since Martin was born. Martin's now 14. Okay. Or oh, he's 14, 14 this year, yeah. What does your mother make of China? What would she, if, one word, what would your mother say? Uh, it, would, it wouldn't be one word, <laughs> with my mother, it wouldn't be one word. Okay, um, what? Well, she likes Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. But you've got to keep in mind, Shenzhen is not China. Mm -hmm. Shenzhen is a shopfront. Shenzhen is, 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 is where people come to do business. Okay. Um, what do you mean by that? Um, I came to Shenzhen from, from having lived in Hunan for, for almost three years. Where is Hunan? It's the province just right to the north of Guangdong. Shenzhen's in Guangdong province. The next province north is Hunan. Mm -hmm. And north of that is Hubei. And the capital of Hunan is Changsha. And Changsha is a pretty big industrial city. It's famous for hot food, incomprehensible dialect, um, cigarettes. Like your own. So for a man from Wexford, I was right at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they have Guinness there? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, no, they did. They did, actually. They had, they had um, uh, uh, Jalifo, Carrefour, and they had, had, had cans of Guinness. No so, way. Yeah. So How much were they? I can't remember. Because <laughs> he, he robbed them. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <gasps> I did not. I did not rob those cans. That's a vicious. Another vicious rumor spread by a scurrilous individual. Jimmy McGrath. Uh, Jimmy McGrath. Um, I can remember that getting them was a treat. So mm -hmm. it, it it was a little bit pricier than the bottles of Qingdao, which which we used to um, <laughs> subsist on. Oh, sorry, what was your question again? I have no idea. Paul. What, was it, what, what would your mother say about Shenzhen? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So when I came to Shenzhen, having been in Changsha, it uh, struck me how different Shenzhen was from Changsha. Mm -hmm. Clean, big tall buildings. I mean, uh, Changsha is very, it's, it feels like everything's built on top of everything else. It's, it's, it's a very densely populated city. It's, it's, um, it's got a grit to it that, that Shenzhen doesn't have. Shenzhen is much more, it's much sleeker, it's much greener, it's much more modern. Even then, even like 15 years ago when I, when I, when I, when I first came here. Okay, excellent. Um, now, what major changes? What's the biggest change that you've noticed uh, since you've moved to China? 
Um, wow, all right. Are some of the biggest changes? Uh, well, the most obvious one, which has been mentioned, of course, before. Your weight? My weight, yeah. <laughs> um, well, technology would be the mm -hmm. first one. Um, just had phones everywhere. Now, now everything is phone. Mm -hmm. um, I, mean, I didn't get my first mobile here until I'd been here for about two or three years. Um, and But now you've, it's, it's got to a point where you could not possibly function, or it'd be very, very difficult to function day-to-day um, -day living in a city like Shenzhen. Okay. Um, lots of stuff. Um, transport, buses. Mm -hmm. um, when I first came to Shenzhen, they had these wee little uh, minibuses barreling around the city. Um, little 14-seaters. Uh, they'd, they'd stop anywhere. So you'd jump out in the street, wave your hand, and there'd be a guy <laughs> wearing flip-flops and he'd, he'd be driving it. And it's not easy to drive in flip-flops. Well, part of, uh, part of what happened, part of the reason why they were phased out was because there was an accident mm -hmm. where the fl his, his flip-flops slipped yeah. on the accelerator yeah. and it killed 18 people, mm -hmm. drove into a crowd. Well, it was a 14-seater. Um, well, the, uh, uh, pedestrians. Oh, and, okay. And okay. So that, that was the, be the, be the beginning of the end for, for those wee minibuses. When you wanted to get off, you had to start, Yo, Sha! Shout like that to... And what does that mean, just happening? Uh, get off. Get off. Yo, Sha. Uh, I, uh, yo, have and Sha, like down. So I'm getting off now, please. So what came after the small minivans? Uh, well, they still have the municipal buses, but now there's more of them. Mm -hmm. um, we're here in Nanshan. You might remember if you're out around Nanshan, you'll see the bus, like the yellow buses, the three three one, the three three two. They directly replaced some of the uh, small, wee little um, uh, minibuses. But they 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 built up a proper fleet of buses. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the the proper buses were still there. There just wasn't as many of them. Were they electric in those days as well, no. Paul? No. When did that come in? Oh God, I didn't know you were going to ask me all these hard questions, Eugene. Um, I'd say about the last five six years. Yeah. I um, mean, it's got to now with, I think, all the buses now. I think now it's 100%, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was reading a report that said China has 400,000 electric buses now, and mm -hmm. by far, but by far, uh, the world leader as far as electric buses go. And I think, I think by the end of this year, uh, all the taxi cabs will be electric as well. You still see the odd red one The around. occasional red one, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they are, they are, I mean, I remember the first time I got in those blue electric cabs, it was, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. Well, it's yeah. so quiet and so mm -hmm. clean and so cool. Well, you would be used to wheelbarrows in uh, Inishkart. Yeah, yeah, we do have wheelbarrows there. That they're amazing machines. Invented in China, actually, the wheelbarrows. Would you believe that? <laughs> That's where I was getting at. Oh, right. Yo. Very, hey, good. So you're very clever. Just, when I asked you that question, who said what? Sorry, carry on, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I uh, mentioned that question to you downstairs, I, I was uh, very interested when you did say buses because... Um, most people do go for technology, first of all, but transport obviously is one huge difference in China, even in the five years I've been here. Uh, what about construction? Um, well, it never ends. It just, um, I, where, where we're living now, we're living right next to the Chennai Free Trade Zone, and so it's just endless construction. Um, the, the, it seems that as long as I've been in Shenzhen, there's always been huge amounts of construction work going mm -hmm. on, and it's pushing ever onwards and ever onwards, whether it's reclaiming the land or um, building up entire new business districts. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very impressive to see. It's something that would, the, it certainly struck me when I first arrived in Shenzhen, and okay. I've noticed that other people, when they've arrived, also, oh my God, there's so much building going on. Well, the Right Honourable Justice O'Halrahan uh, from Tulla. Esquire. I've heard, I've heard of him. Yeah. Esquire, Esquire. Yeah, 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 Apologies, yeah, yeah. Mr. Mm. O'Halloran. Mm. Uh, his brother, um, what's his brother's name? 
his brother Eamon, uh, when he was over visiting recently, he was absolutely stunned by the amount of construction going on. Yeah. I think he's a quantity surveyor or something like that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, that was one of the observations he had about the country. Now, I have went a little bit off tangent and we're already 14 minutes into the show. I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about your family, first of all, before we get into the, the nitty gritty of uh, uh, this here. And mm. I just see nitty right greetings. now on Anchor, you have a new voice message from Emmett O'Halloran. We must it must have been because we called his name wrong. It must have been. It must right. have been. Yeah. We look forward Sorry to that Emmet. message. Sorry, Emmett. Don't ever apologise to a Clareman. <laughs> now let's go back to uh, your wife and children. Now I, I've had the pleasure of spending uh, St Patrick's Day uh, in a now de defunct, defunct. Uh, bar, Ma Magic Brew, or Brew Magic. Uh, Brew Magic. Brew magic Brew and magic. it's a bar I miss greatly in same as, that, same as that. Great pool table Great and sometimes we even played pool on it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to lying on it, but that's a different story. Uh, now we spent uh, St. Patrick's Day down there before, and your wife and kids were there. So tell us a little bit about your family, Paul. Well, yeah, that St. Patrick's Day. Um, that was that, that, that was that, that was great for me because for a long time. Felt like I was the only Irish person in Shenzhen, or certainly the only Irish one in 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 Nanshan. Mm -hmm. And it was it was it was great having like that was like a proper St Patrick's Day ah oh, Jesus yeah um, celebration mm -hmm. with with lots of Irish people there and playing Irish music and having the crack. Thirty five cases of Guinness. There was at the beginning of the night. There wasn't at the end of the night, <laughs> <laughs> or halfway through the night. There was, there was no Guinness. Continue. Um, anyway, yeah, um, and it was great for, for the kids because I've got two kids, Martin and Ashley. Mm -hmm. um, Martin's fourteen, Ashley's twelve, and um, it was good for them because they've grown up in China, mm -hmm. so they speak English and Chinese. But Chinese is their first language, and I do like that. To try to help them to keep in touch with their with their Irish roots. I mean, we try and go back every summer or as often as we can. Um, it's easier now with the direct flights. Mm -hmm. There's now direct flights from Shenzhen to Dublin. Um, previously, we had to go through Dubai or go through Frankfurt or go mm -hmm. through London, and it's always just a killer journey. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Does that answer your question, sir? Well, that answers an aspect of it. Now, what about Martin goes to school here? Does he go to the same school as you? No. Okay, tell us a little bit no. about your work here, Paul. Um, I am head of languages at a Chinese international school. Mm -hmm. Now, this is different from other kinds of international schools. International schools are for kids who's, who, own, who, who hold foreign passports. And have a lot of money. And have a lot of money. Um, the Chinese and the international schools are for pr predominantly for Chinese kids who want to study overseas. Mm -hmm. So in our school, they have the chance to do the, the Cambridge International Examinations, the, the IGCSE, the um, AS level and the A level, so that then they can use these credentials for, for going to study in the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, or so on. And and most of them do. I think something like ninety-five percent of our students go on to study. Um, in like, uh, we've had students placed in London School of Economics, uh, 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 University College London, places like that. It's I've, I've, I've it's I've been doing this now for almost ten years. This particular kind of work. You think you'd be better at it than you are? Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a slow learner. I really enjoy it. <laughs> I believe it or not. 
despite so, uh, despite all the complaining I do, I really enjoy it. I, I, <laughs> I, I like working with the colleagues. Um, I've, I, I'm blessed with working with great colleagues. Um, and it's, for example, one of my students, she's studying, well, one of my former students, she's studying over in Montreal now. She's doing biology. Mm-hmm. And just following her career and seeing how well she's doing it, 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 it gives you a, a good feeling. Yeah. I can't say she's there because of me, because my contribution to her success was minimal. But it's, it's great seeing students going out and being successful in the world and, and, and g- doing things. Okay. Going places. You, you heard it here first on PRS Radio. You did. Paul Delahunty is responsible for the students getting to college in Montreal. <laughs> he is the sole reason for that. Yeah, well, I sent threatening letters to the dean saying, you get a little, let so this girl in or else you'll regret it. Yeah, that's only half true. <laughs> he forgot to mail the letter. <laughs> now, uh, your son goes to a different school. Your son and daughter go to the same school, is that correct, Paul? Uh, yeah, they're going to a school which is right down the road from where we live. Excellent. Mm. Okay, they're happy? Yeah. Excellent. They enjoy it, yeah. Any, uh, any big plans for the future do they have? Or uh, just see, see how it comes? Um, yeah, see how it goes. I mean, what was it John Lennon said? Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. We've been making plans for... Um, <laughs> ever since before the kids were born mm-hmm. um, but at the moment we're, we're, we're happy enough with where we are we're in a good position um, yeah. here based here in Shenzhen we not, not only have access to good schools there's also places like Shenzhen University then just across the water you've got Hong Kong with Hong Kong University Hong Kong Chinese University Hong Kong Polytechnic which are all top level um, third, third level institutions so it's it's a, I, I think it's a good place for youngsters to grow up at the moment. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. The opportunities in Shenzhen uh, are endless. And for the level of development as well. I mean, it's, and, and also, it's a very, very green city. Yeah, I enjoy it. I've been yeah. doing a lot of walking recently. Actually, nearly 600 kilometers now than the last you ha- month. You had to get that in. <laughs> I did. <laughs> had to get it in, uh, Delahunty. Okay, I'm going to take a little break now, Paul. Uh, it was wonderful to hear your background story. Uh, no, it wasn't. The fact that you're on the run uh, from uh, somebody in Ireland. Dude, you said I wouldn't say that. It's <laughs> be a secret. Uh, now, we're going to talk a little bit about cultural differences that Paul has observed in the second part of the show. Uh, and we will talk about uh, the development of China and how his opinion on, um, on that. <laughs> Don't know where I was going there. Well said, well said. I'm going to well. just check the sound quality. That's where we're taking a break. I'd like to say something right. sponsoring this show, but they're not. Yet. No sponsors? Is that why we're drinking water? <laughs> it is. Right. Welcome back to the second part of today's show from PRS Radio. Uh, it's our very first show in the studio. We have Paul Delahunty from Royal Enniscorthy in County Wexford. Oh. Paul. Paul has been here for 17 years in China. In the first part of the show, we heard all about his uh, wife and kids. We heard about his journey from Enniscorthy to Shenzhen. Uh, he started out in a small little city uh, teaching, and uh, now, uh, what, 14 years in, uh, 10 years in Shenzhen. Well, no, I've been in Shenzhen for about 14 years, 14 and a half about years. About 14 yeah. years. Thank you very much. Now, Paul... Um, what advice would you have for anyone moving to China? Now, obviously, there's cultural differences and there's certain things, certain do's and don'ts. <laughs> what would be your top tip? <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't did the don'ts. Um, well, there's the obvious stuff, like learn <laughs> some Chinese. That's, um, 
That's the, 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 you don't have to be fluent and nobody expects you to become fluent, but do make an effort. Do try to learn a little bit of Chinese. Try to get beyond just the, um, the, the, the ni hao and shei shei and so on and try and... Um, What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I heard somebody down in the bar spouting it. <laughs> heard someone using it, yeah. Uh, when, I, when I first came here many years ago, it, it wasn't as easy as it is. I mean, now there's the apps and there's stuff online you can do and it's kind of, there's a huge amount of material. What, I mean, I'll happily admit I'm as, as, as lazy as one could hope to meet. As I far. can attest to that. Yeah, indeed. Um, if, there was, if there was work in the bed, I'll sleep on the floor, as, as, as people say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even I, lazy arse that I am, um, began coming to grips with it. What, what opened it up for me was, and I should preface this by saying I am not employed by this company, um, I found an app called Skritter, S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R. -T -T -E Wait a minute, again? An app, it's called Skritter, S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R. Okay, tell us a little bit about the skitter. Skritter, S-K-R-I-T-T-E-R. <laughs> this is the one that opened it up for me learning Chinese, because I was never able to get, it all sounded the same. I remember once um, some students trying to teach me the difference between fish and rain, you mm -hmm. and you, and I, I just, I just, it did not compute. Um, Scritter teaches you the characters along with what they mean and so on. And um, when I, I, I began playing around with that one day, the missus had bought me an iPad, and I was using the iPad for doing stupid things. And I sort of said, well, I wonder could I use this for something edifying, like maybe learning Chinese. Mm -hmm. So I, f I did a search for learning Chinese, found this app, and within half an hour of downloading it, I was writing Chinese characters. And I was amazed, this was, this was fantastic. And after a couple of weeks playing with that, I said, well, maybe I could do the HSK exams. Now the HSK, the, the Han Yu Shuiping is it's, it's a Chinese proficiency exam. And it used to be the case that I, I hear, so-and-so did a HSK exam. <gasps> oh my God, he did the HSK. Which, 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 for me was um, it was it was it was um, something unattainable. It was like talking about going to the moon. Um, but through using this app and a few other bits and pieces online, I began doing the HSK exams. I'm not fluent, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it has made life an awful lot easier. Mm -hmm. So the first piece of advice I'd say is start learning some Chinese, even if it's just a little bit. Okay. It'll make a huge big difference and your Chinese friends and associates and colleagues will appreciate you making the effort. Okay, thank you very much for that top tip from Paul Delahunty. Oh, there are more tips. Oh yeah, I know, we're <laughs> going to come back to that. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, getting the skitter open things Scritter. up for Paul. Not, oh. not <laughs> <laughs> you make a sound like I had a bowel complaint. Yes. <laughs> Any other tips, Paul Delahunty? <laughs> um, um, shoes. What? <laughs> shoes. Now this is good. I, I can't wait to hear where this is going. Yeah, my advice is not wear shoes. Um, when you come to China, you will notice that in many places, they seem to be using glazed tile. Oh, Jesus, I know where you're going. And so when you're walking around the place, you, you can slip and break your neck. Mm -hmm. um, rubber rubber sole shoes. I hear that hurts. It, yeah, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Um, rubber sole shoes. Get yourself a pair of rubber sole shoes before you come. So that yeah. if it's wet, you won't fall and kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a very, very good... They have marble tiles down the road there, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're walking around, and you slap on your end up on your arse. It's bloody painful, man. Um, so if <laughs> I know. If, indeed. So if, um, <laughs> if I was coming... Uh, that's a piece of advice I wish somebody had, had told me. 
mm-hmm. when I was first coming because um, I went to visit the Great Wall Where's years that? ago. Ah, it's up north somewhere. Um, <laughs> at the Cloy. <laughs> at the Cloy. <laughs> up there near Clones. Um, clones. Clones, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Um, I, know, I wore a pair of stupid sandals, like flip-flops, and like, no, 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 don't try to visit the Great Wall wearing flip-flops. That's a bad idea. So, yeah, footwear. Pay attention to your footwear. Very good. Now, that's an interesting one. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to go. Uh, having images of your feet in my head was something that uh, I did not want well, this morning. Well, there you go. And I, I, no I, need to thank I you. forgot to say that we are sitting in a, a, a beautiful restaurant recording this podcast. So this Ah, yeah. Uh, it's La Five Chefs. It's down in Checo. Uh, wonderful. So I would highly recommend Great food. It. Lovely coffee. Yeah. Great food. Lovely coffee. Paul's paying for this. Uh, this is his fee for coming on the show. <laughs> no, uh, w- I did talk to Claudio. Claudio is from... He, he told me this morning he was from Ireland, but actually he's Italian. Uh-huh. And uh, he's going to be the second guest on our show because uh, he has a... a He's been here a long, long time, and he's got some very interesting stories to share, So, which is the premise, basically, of our podcast series. Uh, we want people sharing their expats and locals, sharing their experiences, their journeys, their life, uh, how they got to Shenzhen, where they came from, who oh, they're on the run from. That sounds really good. I might listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait till we charge you. Oh, <coughs> we weren't supposed to put that in. Now... Paul, if I were, was, if I were or was to go for dinner, yeah. uh, if I was invited by a colleague, which I wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, it might be one day. One day, maybe. Well, we all live in hope. Is there any particular etiquette I should know for sitting around a table with Chinese colleagues? Yes and no. From my experience, Can yes we focus no. on the yes? Um, we'll focus on the yes and the no. We will. We, we, we will cover both. Right. On the one hand, it's going it's it's to be very relaxed and very easygoing and blah, 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 blah. Um, there'll be lots of food and lots of dishes and you help yourself and it's all great fun. And it is. Um, on, I mean, there are certain protocols which, or certain traditions which you might expect. Like, um, usually the most important guest is given the seat facing the door. So your host might insist that you sit on that particular seat. That's why I'm always put there. No, that's for, that's for you're you're put behind the door. <laughs> Opening the door. Opening the door. Yeah, the door stop. Um, in Ireland, the people would bring out for a pint to sort of get the measure of you. In China, they do it at the table. So for, try the dishes, even if it's got tentacles and you're looking going, oh, I'm not sure about that. At least have a little taste because you're giving your host face by doing that, and they'll think better of you. Um, I'm a picky eater. <laughs> it doesn't look I that doesn't way. like it, no, but <laughs> believe it or not, I am a picky eater. Or, or rather, I was when I first came here. I was a very, very picky eater. Okay. Um, my brother-in-law came over, um, and he has a great appetite. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that... For food. For food, yeah, indeed. Um, and so when he was at the table, he was trying everything. And so the, the, um, my wife and our family, they loved him. They thought it was great, based on how he performed at the table. Um, you don't have to use chopsticks. You can ask for a, for a fork or a spoon if you're not comfortable using chopsticks. Um, you'll get the hang of them very quickly, especially if you're hungry. Well, at least that was my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like um, don't leave them. St- you can read all this online. Don't leave the st- chopsticks sticking out of the bowl because it looks like um, the incense that is lit for when somebody's died. So it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's bad luck. Um, try not to cherry pick. I mean, you will, but. 
Um, it's better if you don't like cherry pick the nice bits of meat out of, out of the dish. Try and take a, a healthy load of it and then eat it all, whether it's meat or veg or so on. Mm -hmm. um, drinking. Oh, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> sure, you're a pioneer, uh, Paul. In what sense? <laughs> That's on the first game here. Um, uh, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. Um, it might happen that the, the, the Mao Tai or the, 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 the white spirit um, the Baijiu is, is presented to you um, with the salute Gambe, which means... What is Baijiu? It's a white kind of alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, it, they, they translate it as white wine, but it's, it, it ain't white wine. That what percentage are we talking here, Mr. De La Honte? Um, I don't know percentages. I just drink it. Uh, <laughs> high percentage. Um, I think 40, 50, 60. Some of them are very, very strong. Um, it's, it's small glasses. I like the size of a thimble. Maybe a bit bigger. You knock it back. Mm -hmm. And I... Years and years and years ago, when I was uh, working in Hunan, I was working for a so-called experimental school. And <laughs> you're know, the yeah, boy to be uh, teaching I, there. I was the I was the man. The, for the Irish job. experiment from Enniskorte. Their unique selling point was we have a foreign teacher, so I was a big part of their recruitment drive. So mm -hmm. they used to stick me into a car and drive me all over southern Hunan, rural Hunan, to different towns and villages where I'd give talks at the schools to try to encourage students to come to our school. And who wrote those talks for you? Uh, I wrote it myself. Clever boy, smart lad. Actually, it was um, I it 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 got it was a work in progress. It got written, it got updated constantly. Stuff like um, I I'd mentioned something like I remember at one point in, in my little speech mentioning something about how I think it was sixty percent of people in China speak Putonghua as a first language. And this causing shock and consternation because everybody spoke Putonghua's first language. They would say. Even while they were saying this to each other in the local dialect. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you there. Spoke what? Uh, Putonghua. Um, Mandarin Chinese. Okay, thank you for clarifying, sir. Um, so that had to be updated. That had to be, that had, uh, that had to be dropped. So anyway, after the speech and the presentation, invariably we'd go to, we'd retire to a local restaurant with uh, the head honchos. And <laughs> almost always, I could see them during the course of the meal. A couple of the heads getting together, going, let's get the foreigner drunk. <laughs> and out would come the uh, the, the Dubai joke. Mm -hmm. So, Gambe, Gambe, Gambe. But the thing is that I'm, I'm Irish, and as you've commented a few times, I'm quite a big chap. So Just as I never said that. Uh, you know, you know, not directly, you did. No, just with, with snide comments, Jimmy. <laughs> well, well, sorry, sorry, well. Sorry. Yeah, I, I went there. I went there. Anyway. Is there such a thing as podcast slander? There is, there is. Slander. You'd know all about that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying. So, I mean, I, I have a capacity for holding alcohol. Uh, so it would end up with me insisting, one more, one more. With all these red faces going, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I'm great. That's the basic point of that story. So, yeah, so, yeah there, to get back to the point I was making, um, there, you might be offered uh, this alcohol. It's not rude to refuse it, but do give it a go. Okay, Paul. Now, talk to me about the concept of saving face in China. What is that all about? Right, because you're asking all the hard questions, aren't you? Um, well, I know you're not good at the times table, so I just went for this. Fair enough, so. Um, 
don't put people on the spot. Don't make people feel awkward. Like right now? Like right now, oh, exactly. Okay. Uh, wait till this pod shows over oh, I and I'll talk to you then. I could ask tougher you. ones. You better be out that door was found. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, try to be as non-confrontational as possible. You'll be told that because, because you're not Chinese, you don't understand face. But mm-hmm. um, probably Europeans have, have, have a fairly similar idea to... The, the, their own idea of their own sense of their own idea of their self-worth and their standing and they do not like to see that being being impinged upon or in any way called into question so be nice be polite don't put people on the spot um, if you need to criticize somebody try and preface it with a compliment first of all say what you like about them and then go on to but we have this problem and we we kind of need to look at this problem too um, Try to avoid confrontation as far as possible, and and, and be nice. Be ready to um, uh, um, smile a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get it, Paul. Uh, for example, like I really like your T-shirt. I'm not sure about what's under it. Thanks. <laughs> Would that be an example? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for uh, clarifying that for us, sir. Ever so uh, slightly, yeah. Uh, ever so slightly, ever so slightly in, yeah. in a roundabout way. Now we'll have one more question before we'll take a break. Oh, you can just give it to us in a short answer. Now, oh, in which ways do you think China is ahead of like the rest of the world or Ireland? There, there, there are many ways, I believe, in my in my own head, but that hmm. doesn't matter. Um, I'm not going to quest- comment on what's on what's in your head, sir. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with the question, um, <laughs> well, the obvious thing is technology, especially here in Shenzhen, because it's 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 a high tech town. Um, you've, 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 as we've mentioned before, you, you've got to have your phone, and your phone is going to be used for virtually everything, mm-hmm. such the, as getting the bus, getting a taxi, paying your bills, um, cinema shopping, tickets, cinema tickets, shopping. Um, but, but keeping in contact with your friends, mm-hmm. using it for work, keeping in contact with your colleagues. It's, it's got, it got to a point now where it's really difficult to imagine um, getting through the day here without your phone. Well, I I, I completely agree. I, I go out with my phone. I don't go out with my wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can. Um, a few weeks ago, I was, I was talking to a colleague, and I happened to take out my wallet. Mm-hmm. And I happened to look in my wallet, and I saw that there was three 100 RMB notes in that wallet. Mm-hmm. And I realized, God, they've been there for weeks. That, 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 I'm not saying I'm really mean, just I'd been using WeChat. For, Are you from Cavan? No, no, sir. Cavan, hi. Um, Kingscourt County, Cavan. <laughs> no, I'm from Meath. Um, Royal Meath. Royal Meath. Nobber. 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 man, hey. Uh, no, just that. Uh, Using the phone to pay for everything, using WeChat to pay for everything. Um, you walk into a place, and uh, the, fir- the first question you're asking is, "What's the Wi-Fi password?" And f- traveling with with the family, either going back home or we, we've tried to see as much of Southeast Asia as we can while we're here. So we've gone to Malaysia, we've um, Singapore, Vietnam, and so on. Shenzhen's really, really. Shenzhen's really well located for travel. It is very well located for travel, and if you're in Shenzhen. Make the most of that because you can get to all kinds of weird, wonderful, and, and exciting places while you're here. Um, but the point I was going to make was going to these places and even going home a few years ago, um, walking into places, asking, "What's the Wi-Fi password?" What? <laughs> What's Wi-Fi? Now, of course, that, 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 this was a few years ago. It's, it's mm. caught up since then. But 
for me, that is a good example of how far ahead. Let's not get was. into the broadband issue in Ireland. I hear it's we causing won't. some trouble. We won't. We won't. We won't. Well, let's let, let's avoid that topic. Now, Paul, I did say that was the last question before uh, we took a break. But you uh, say lots of things. You do. I, I do, and uh, usually a load <laughs> of nonsense. To be honest with you, I forgot to ask you earlier. What has been the biggest challenge you've experienced in your whole seventeen years living in Shenzhen? Biggest challenge. That's what I said, Paul. Do wow. you want me to rewind the tape? Aye, would you rewind the tape there again, please? Oh, okay. <coughs> I have just one question to ask you, Paul, because I said I was going to ask one question, but I, uh, I lied. Again. <laughs> so, what's the biggest challenge you've faced over your 16 years in China? Um, Socialising. That's the first answer that comes into my head. Expand upon that? Right, well, I've been here a long time. And like the Johnny Cash song, I've seen them come and go and I've seen them die. Mm -hmm. um, it can be, it, if you're here for a long period of time, it can be difficult to, 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 to maintain friendships because mm -hmm. not everyone stays here for 15 years or 17 years or so on, you know. So you make friends with people and then they leave, they go. Mm -hmm. um, so that can, be, after you've been here for a while, um, you don't go out of your way to, to make friends with people because there's no point. They're mm. going to be gone in a year or two. An interesting point, really interesting so point. So it, it can be, it, it can be lonely sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, now, after, you, you do, of course, have a, 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 a group of friends. Um, e even you, Eugene, if I may. It's Eugene. <laughs> Your alter ego. <laughs> but no, if you've been here for a long time, um, I mean, socializing is a big part of your mental health. You, you've, mm -hmm. you've got to go out and spend time with your mates. But if you have no mates or if, there's, if you feel that there's no point in making friends with people because either you're going to put time into building up a relationship and then realize this person's mad or <laughs> <laughs> this has happened, folks. This, this has, has happened. happened. Trust me, this has happened many bloody times. Squinty John. Um, no, 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 no comment. Squinty or else John. you build up. You, you, you get to know someone, and you're good mates, and then they go, mm -hmm. and you send an email to it or a Facebook message twice a year, and that's it. Mm. So that's that's been challenging. Um, language. But the, but the language was, wasn't really much of a challenge. Just me being a lazy arse was more the challenge there. Um, any other challenges? Um, keeping keep cool. You mean in the heat? Well, not just in the heat. Getting acclimatized to the, the weather can be a challenge for some people. <laughs> I mean, not losing the rag, because you're going to see... There's a book by a British journalist called Rob Gifford. It's called China Roads, and it's got one of the best lines about China. Can you say, can you say that again? It's got please? a bad word in the line. Sorry, the name of the book is called China Road. China? China Road. By an English journalist called Rob Gifford. R-O-D, Road. Road, yeah, the thing okay. you drive the car on. Moher. Okay. Oskelga. Um, he's got a line in it which sums it up. He says, China fucks on my head a million times a day or something like that. Um, <laughs> and when you're living in a culture that is so different from one you've grown up in, mm -hmm. it can really mess with your head. Yeah. And... You've, it's like the old um, Marcus Aurelius thing. You, you, you can't control what's going on around you. You can only control your reaction to what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. And that can be a challenge sometimes. Some, so, sometimes you... Um, I'll give you an example. Um, it doesn't happen much here in Shenzhen, but uh, if you're in the smaller towns, you will hear comments being passed on the street about you, um, which, which can get to you. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's usually not meant in a, in a, in a harmful or malicious way. There's a foreigner, Lao mm -hmm. um, My wife was in hospital a few years back. She had thyroid cancer. And so, I mean, I'm not going to go into the, into the whole 
ordeal, the whole experience. But when I finally left the hospital after some like 19 hours of having been with her, I was in a really bad state because I was exhausted. I walked out the hospital and there were two guys, two staff sitting at the desk. And as soon as I walked out the lift, they both pointed at me, shouted, La Wai! And doubled over laughing. Apparently, I was the most hysterical thing in the world. Uh, now, keep in mind, I'm exhausted. I'm almost in tears. And this set me off. I, I just basically broke down um, in the lobby of the, uh, of, the, um, of, uh, of the hotel. And not a pleasant experience at all. So keeping yourself mentally healthy and keeping yourself from losing your cool and being able to, to, to adapt and accept what's going on around you and processing that in a healthy and positive way. Um, that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. That can be very, very challenging. So does that, does that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, that, that is an absolutely excellent answer to the question. Thank you very much, Paul. That's not the worst thing, by the way. Oh, Christ, that, here we go. That, I know, that, that's been said to me on the street. I'll tell you the worst. <laughs> go on. This broke my heart. I was standing out on the street and I, I, was, I, was, I was smoking a cigarette. Bad boy. And this little kid came along with his father. And the little kid saw me and looked up at me. And his eyes went huge like saucers. And he pointed and he said, yeah, yeah. Which means? Granddad. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Thank you very Broke much. Broke my heart. Broke yeah, my heart. yeah. That yeah, was yeah. about 15 years ago. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul, for that. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we're coming to you from PRS Radio. This is our very first show. Uh, we're in La Five Chefs in Sheko Shenzhen. Join us again after this short break. Welcome back to the third part of today's show uh, on PRS Radio, coming to you live from Shenzhen, China. Uh, you can find all our podcasts on anchor.fm forward slash PRS Radio. Uh, we will be tweeting, uh, my Twitter feed is Mr. underscore Leonard underscore Swiss. Uh, Swiss is the school I work at, which I uh, told you about in the introduction of this show. Please follow me on Twitter. Uh, I will be sharing the podcasts there. Uh, try to subscribe to our podcasts on Anchor. They'll probably be in the iTunes store at some stage uh, when Anchor get that sorted for me. Um, and please... Uh, Follow our hashtag as well and use it in your tweets if you someday decide that we are worthy of a tweet, which we are. Uh, hashtag PRS Radio SZ. Uh, so on today's show, we have Paul Delahunty, and it's been wonderful talking to you, Paul, and that's not a lie at all. Then uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> it was you that laughed, Paul. It was you that laughed. Now, we, we've heard a lot about uh, your experiences in China in the first two parts of the show. Now, I want to uh, delve, <laughs> delve, no. I lo love that word, delve deeper into... Um, in, in, into uh, your personal life, uh, your oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about your hobbies uh, because I know uh, you're a musician. I know you're fond of reading the old books. We heaven knows where you learned to read because we, we we've spoken to former teachers in uh, in Nobber in County Meath, and none of them even remembers you. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, let's talk first of all about uh, your love of books. 
They're delicious. <laughs> you just sorry. leave the jokes to me, boy. All right, fair enough. That, that didn't work. Very good. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, can, can we try it again? Um, the books. Right. Books about China, you mean? Any books at all, Paul? I'm glad you asked me that question. <laughs> you told me downstairs to ask it. Now, every time I see you, uh, I see you with a book in your hand. Yeah, but you don't see me very often, though. <laughs> <laughs> Taobao is brilliant because you can buy books on Taobao. And for a long time here, there was no books. Mm -hmm. Or you'd go, you'd go into the, the local bookshop, and if there was um, a book in English, it'd be a Chinese textbook. Or else it'd be one of the classics, okay. like Anne of Green Gables, which I've got the square root of damn all interest in reading, even though it's a great story, but uh, not, 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 I'd like to read something else occasionally. Uh, now with Taobao, and also with the, with the development of society, um, th th there's just a lot more read material available. And it's been great because you can get these things online. What kind of books do you like to read, Paul? Um, big books with long words like marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, we need to get you some sugar. <laughs> you do, you do. Pour some sugar on me, baby. Um, books about China. Okay. Because I'm here and I'm interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you were going to ask me your recommend my recommendations, which I'm sure you were. Okay, can um, you recommend a book for us? I'd start, I'd, uh, I could do that all day, well, not all day, but certainly for a good part of the day. I'd start off by recommending an American writer called Peter Hessler. Mm -hmm. H-E-S-S-L-E-R. He wrote, I think he's written four books on China. I've read three of them, so I'm, I'm not going to recommend a book I haven't read. But the three I, by him I read are Rivertown, Oracle Bones, and Country Driving. And they're excellent. Um, he came over, his first book is Rivertown. He came over, um, I think, was it with the U.S. Peace Corps? Um, working, working as a teacher. He spent a year there in a small town which isn't there anymore. Um, it's... The, the town, when they built the Three Gorges Dam, this was in part of the area that, that was to be flooded for the Three Gorges Dam development. So this is a town that, that knew its, its, its time was limited. Um, it's a very, very, very interesting book. I've met more than one person since then who told me that a big part of the reason why they came to China was because of this book, Rivertown. Um, he's got a later book called Oracle Bones, which is a collection of his... Uh, Sorry, what's essays. that first word? Rivertown. No, 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 the first word of the second book. Oracle Bones. O-R-B-O-N-E-S. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oracle Bones, um, which is a collection of essays. Um, it's a, that's a little, little more hit and miss. One of the essays I really liked there was he interviewed, the, I can't, can't remember his name, the guy who came up with the pinion system. And it, because that, 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 that the what system? Pinion. Um, Explain that to me. One of the problems with Chinese is that, of course, it, it doesn't use an alphabet. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's characters, the jungle Hansa. So pinion, there, there have been various attempts to, to, to alphabetize the Chinese language, like the way Giles um, system, um, which is why you might have noticed that Peking became Beijing. Mm -hmm. I knew that. You did. Good. Clever lad. Um, well, the, the pinyin system was an effort in order to improve literacy in China to, alphabetize, to, 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 to render the China, Chinese in an alphabet. And the guy who, 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 who developed it, or who oversaw the development, he's still alive. So Hessler interviewed him. And it's a very, very uh, interesting uh, interview. I think who he, did I th he interview? Who was it? I can't remember the guy's name, but mm -hmm. he's the guy who oversaw the development of the system of pinyin. 
And the other th the third book I mentioned there was Country Driving. Um, Hessler, by, by this point, has been in China for quite a number of years. He's fluent in Chinese. He gets himself a driving license and goes driving around China. And that's, I, I don't want to uh, say any more about the book than that, but it, 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 again, it's for an insight into what China's like and his reaction to China and people's reaction to him, it, it, it's very, very good. Okay, thank so, you very much, Paul. There's the first one, Peter Hessler. Mm -hmm. Now, I've already mentioned Rob Gifford, China Road. He was a British journalist who made a road trip. He, he, his his um, time in uh, China was coming to an end, so he, he, he made one road trip on the old Silk Road, Silk Road and wrote about what happened. That's called China Road. That's Rob Gifford. Gifford, yeah. Um, Penguin uh, History Contemporary or Modern China. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it. He used to be the editor of the South China Morning Post. So let's, let's not mention that one. Um, <laughs> there's Can you do the rewind set? There we um, go. There we go. It never happened. Uh, there was a, oh, yes. Um, finally, my, my final recommendation. There's a book called um, The Chinese Language, Its History and Current Usage, by a guy called Daniel Kane. K-A-N-E. He had been an Australian diplomat. He'd been here since the year dot. Um, sometime in the, I think... I said what year was that? Late 70s, early 80s. I mean, he'd, be, he'd become to China when we were, we were all just babes. So if anybody could, could be called Zhongguo uh, Tong, uh, an old China hand, it's him. And he wrote this book about Chinese. Now, it's not to teach you Chinese. It's about, as the title suggests, it's... Um, its history, where Chinese comes from, and how it is used. And it's a fascinating book. He's got some really good insights and shows you some... Like, for example, if you, he, he comments on how if you've been here for any length of time, or if you've been living with Chinese friends for any length of time, you're going to start using Chinese interjections in your speech. Like, uh, ayya, and ayyo, and wa, wasi. Uh, 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 uh. And uh, uh, uh. yeah, that's one. Um, uh. um, sometimes people get that's that's very rude in Chinese. It's not. It's perfectly acceptable to go. Uh, just uh, I acknowledge what you say, or I I, I, I am listening to you. Uh. And he and he he makes a really good point that um you, you start using them yourself. Wah, wah, uh, see, ayah, uh, uh. <laughs> that's not just kung fu. No, 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 no. Ayah is like um. Well, you're thinking, hi, yeah, which is which is which is <laughs> now, Paul, more, more Hong Kong food than, 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 than Kung Fu. That that's fantastic information. Now, I'll give you a I'll give you a scenario. Mm. Oh, 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 scenario. All right, okay. What did I say? Never mind. Carry on. Now, Paul, if you were stranded on a desert island, mm, delicious. Yeah, I know a desert mm. island, mm, nom, nom, nom. and you only were allowed to bring one book with you, not Taking into account, obviously, the Bible that you would already have packed in your bag. Uh, yeah, it burns really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> there, there's, there's the listenership in Rome uh, depleted already. Thanks a lot, Paul. I was reliable on those good lads. Uh, they're a great bunch of lads. Grand, grand bunch of lads. Yeah, great bunch of lads. Now, yeah. if you were on a desert island uh. and you had one book to bring with you, uh. what would it be, Paul Delahunty? Keep it short. Um, got only one. Um, that's what I said. Um, oh God, help us! Oh, God. Well, we have to listen to you. Only one book. 
the scientist like does not compute, does not compute. Only one book. Right, one book. Um, I'm trying to think what's by the bed at the moment. I'd probably bring one of those books. I'd, I'd probably bring. No, I wouldn't bring Daniel Kahn, the Chinese language is currently because it's a good book, but it's a bit thin. Um, I would bring with me um, at the moment. I would probably suggest um, Hitch Twenty Two, which is Christopher Hitchens' autobiography, because it's brilliant. Um, I thought it was going to be a bit dull and all. Oh, I'm so great, but it's actually it's actually very well. Well, hardly surprising given it's Hitchens, but it's it's a it's a great read. So that's what. Who I'm is that, Paul? Can you say that slowly, please, and tell me? Christopher <laughs> Hitchens. Hitchens. Oh no! Actually, I bring a different Hitchens. The portable atheist. It's got. It's. I don't know why it's called that because it's a bloody huge. Um, so that's one reason I'd bring it. Uh, I'd bring it because it's big, and it's very varied. <laughs> you, can use, you can use it as a pillow when that night. Hitchens. H i t c h i n s. H i t c h e n s. Hitchens. Um, it's a collection of essays by different atheists or people of atheistic bent over the years, and it's 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 brilliant. It's 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 very very varied. Um, he's got two. Mark Twain essays in there, which they're 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 they're, they're fantastic. I, I I hadn't read Twain like that before, and all kinds of um, writers. So it, it's very varied. Okay, so thank you very much for that, Paul. Um, I don't think uh, I I think it would be rude of us uh, in this section on books, not to mm. mention the book that I lost of yours recently. <laughs> And uh, like the prodigal son, one month later, the bag turned up and the book was in it. And there it is. And what yeah. book was that, Paul, quickly? Um, that was um, Here I think here Comes Everyone. Here Comes Everyone. Or is it Here Comes Everybody? I, I, I can't remember. It's uh, the guy who used to play the accordion in the Pogues, him writing about his time in the Pogues. And it's I read it over the St. Patrick's weekend when we were gigging here in Shenzhen and in Zhuhai. In Zhuhai? In Zhuhai, yeah. Which bar, what's the name of that bar? The Irish Clover in Juhai, the best damn bar in Juhai. Now, there's a lad over there by the name of Connor Belevins. Him, yeah. him, that chap. That chap. Mr. Number 11. What's the story there with the old raffles? Oh, I heard terrible stories there about mm -hmm, raffles. Mm -hmm. so. Number 11 keeps coming up. What was that thing, the last raffle? Well, so, well, well sometimes, you know, when people hold raffles, the, the organisers win the raffles sometimes. That, that has been known to happen, Ted. It has been known to happen. So yeah. if you ever are passing the Irish Clover in Zhuhai. Mm. Best damn bar in Zhuhai. Zhuhai, Zhuhai. Yeah. If you ever see an advertising on the wall for a raffle, mm. you know, the fix is on. Mm. Caveat emptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what you just said. Okay, thank you very <laughs> much. I am, I'm serious, actually. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back after this short break, short interval break. Yahoo! Baidu! Welcome back. Uh, we have Paul Delahunty in the studio today on PRS Radio. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast at anchor.fm forward slash PRS Radio. Uh, our Twitter hashtag is PRS, hashtag PRS Radio SZ. Uh, my Twitter feed is at Mr. Underscore Leonard Underscore Swiss. Um, and 
we would like you to send in any questions that you have to our Twitter feed or record a message, uh, preferably on the Anchor platform. Send in any questions that you have for the next show. Uh, we'd really like you to listen along and we are welcoming any guests um, in Shenzhen or further afield. We'd like to join the show. Uh, if they have a story to tell, as Mr. Delahunty from Royal Wexford does have. You hope. Yahoo, Yahoo, indeed. I prefer, since we are in China, if you say what Mr. O'Halloran would say, Baidu! <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Baidu. Everything's Baidu. And we are, uh, our show today is sponsored by Le Five Chefs Lounge in Checo. Claudio, our Italian uh, friend, uh, owner of this restaurant with Harry. Uh, excellent restaurant, and we can highly recommend everything here. Mm -hmm. um, Yep. Now, in this section, we are going... Well, sorry, I'm going to just go back. Can you do the rewind? <laughs> so, in the last section of the show, Paul talked all about books. Uh, he gave us several recommendations for books. Uh, books. 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 Books, hey. That's right. Books, that's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> uh, books that he enjoys reading. Uh, and some right? recommendations. Now, uh, our lawyers have told us uh, that we need to inform the listening public. That would be uh, our friends in New Jersey. Uh, there's a man, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he's married to Lois. Uh, he's one of our listeners. And we've some listeners in uh, Ireland already. Uh, we? Hello, Ireland. Hello, Mommy. Hello, Mommy. Well. Um, we have to inform them that Paul gets 50% commission out of every book that you buy that was on his recommendation list. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just be careful buying those books. They mightn't be as good as he let on. Now, in this <laughs> section of the show, Paul is an, we could say experienced musician. We could say aspiring <laughs> musician. Or he, we could say musician. He's definitely past his expiry date as a musician. Um, <laughs> But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that now. We had a question came in this morning on the wireless, uh, the voice messaging service on Anchor. It came from the Right Honourable Justice O'Halrahan. He's a fine chap. He's a design teacher in the Swiss Shenzhen as well. He comes from East Clare and he, he's decent on the old uh, accordion. So let's listen to what Mr. Justice O'Halrahan has to say. Good morning, Mr. Leonard and Mr. Delahunty, all the way from Meath and Monaghan. Um, Emmett O'Halloran here from East Clare. I'd like to know, Paul, was China the making or breaking of your musical career? And also, since moving to China, is the Galway Girl your most favourite song ever? Well, Paul... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, yeah. Thanks, Emmett. That's a, that's a great question. So let's deal with the first question there, Paul. Was China the making or breaking of your musical career? <laughs> it was both the making and the breaking of my musical career. It Fence certainly broke me. I was in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you that story. Go on. I'll tell you that story. Right. Um, I used to do, with myself and a few friends, we used to do what we call circus gigs, like... Um, <laughs> Jim Rose <laughs> indeed um, sometimes it would be a corporate bash or there would be a supermarket opening and they would want a foreign band and so we'd go along and we'd play and it would some memorable experiences one was um, we did a fashion show 
And what's that big ho- fancy hotel down at Futi and the one, the one, the big ship, but the, con- the Intercontinental. They were, the they Hillgrove were, they, They've got a huge big um, ballroom there and they were doing a fashion show. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted us playing rock music. We played, we, we actually, we sounded good, but we were backstage with, um, with all these models. Supermodels? Yeah. And Thanks for the invite. <laughs> before your time, boy, before your time. That was one memorable one. Another one was um, out in Mission Hills. It was a corporate bash. And so all the, 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 they've got all the people from the company, they're all sitting there, all having the, this fine meal. And so then they announced, now we're going to have our band. And so we all go on to the stage. And now, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've brought this band all the way from America for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, here are the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Which year was this? All the way from America. About five, six years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fantastic. Uh, did you sing any Beatles song? Um, I can't remember if we did or not. We, we, we were too busy laughing. Um, <laughs> there was another one we did, which was really weird. Again, out in Mission Hills, same ballroom. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we turn up and the place is empty. And they say, okay, set up. So, so we set up. And um, they say, okay, play. And... No one here. It doesn't matter. Let's play. So we 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 we, we play uh, two or three songs, and um, they're taking photographs of us, and they're filming us, and so on. And, they, and then they say, and then they say, okay, um, stop, go now. What? That's it. You can go. I mean, like have a rest? No, no, go. So we pack up all our gear, and we walk out. And as we're walking out, the people are coming in for <laughs> for the, the, the for, for their dinner. They only wanted us for the advertising material. They didn't actually want us to perform for for the crowd. It was <laughs> that, that's very very interesting. Um, yeah. No, it reminds me because before we recorded the uh, the the podcast, we we had a coffee downstairs and uh, one of your friends joined us. Now I've never what? met the man, and he said something. Who was that Paul that we met? That was a guy, um, an old dear friend. Just over there, yeah, there you go. Uh, that That's was uh, an old dear friend, Mr. Andrew Vadas. Actually, Andrew was there that day. If, if mm-hmm. you talk to Andrew, he'll probably tell you this. He'll, he'll, he'll corroborate the story. I'm not just making it up. Um, but yeah, he, he, he made the point that it's, it's, it's how it looks, not how it works. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that was his quote <laughs> to me this morning. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, it was, it's not how it works, it's how it looks. Yeah, how it looks, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, that was a very good example of that, yeah. Now, that man was Andrew Vadas. Again? Andrew Vadas. Uh, where is Andrew from? He's from Australia. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we had a... But we still like him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, Andrew is a guy uh, much more... Uh, he, he seemed much more interesting than you, so I'm hoping to get... <laughs> <laughs> I, I instantly, once I started talking to him, I, I instantly regretted that you turned up for the coffee this morning. Uh, uh, Should I turn up for a free coffee anywhere? Free? It's not free, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to finish the show now. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, so basically, uh, have you answered Emmett's question there? Enough. I've answered enough of the question. You've answered enough of the I'm question. I'm not answering part two of the question. Uh, part two of the question. <laughs> now, That's we, a sensitive topic. Emmett, we will uh, come back to your Galway girl uh, question in a few minutes. In the next podcast. No, yeah. we won't. Now, Paul, uh, you are a musician. Uh, you of sorts. Yes, uh, you you are in a band. Uh, where uh, the crackheads? I was in a few bands. Now, where did you play for St Patrick's Day? Um, St Patrick's Day, we our band, the Crackheads, which is myself, Liam, John, Adam, and Emmett. 
Um, we played. We played a few gigs. We Malcolm played, was there as well that night. Um, he, Malcolm. Uh, yes, Malcolm was um, on the the Juhai leg of Aye. our world tour of China. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. We played in the Irish Clover, which mm-hmm. we've mentioned earlier on yeah. the podcast, and which is the best damn pub in Juhai. Who won the raffle that night? Um, who? I can't remember. Who did win the raffle? I don't know. Was it you? Just figure out who organized it. Continue. Oh, anyway. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, oh, now I remember. Yeah, it all comes flooding back now. Um, we also played uh, Macaulay's Futian, Macaulay's Hemishoko, mm-hmm. played the, we played the Snake Pit. We had a very busy weekend. Who would be your musical heroes? Me. Apart from yourself, Paul. <laughs> musical heroes. I don't like the word heroes. Heroes usually have feet of clay. People I admire. Um, someone who I've been listening to a lot over the past couple of years is a guy called Louis Jordan, mm-hmm. who's been called the father of rock and roll. And he's brilliant. He's got he's got great. He's got. <laughs> he was basically the first guy to scale down the big band to the small band sound, like having having one sax, one um, uh, trumpet, and so on. Um, playing nineteen forties, nineteen fifties rhythm and blues. Have you ever watched Tom and Jerry? I've heard of them. Tom and Jerry, the nineteen forties Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. Jerry cartoons. Um, the makers of those were big fans of Louis Jordan, and his music features a lot okay. in the Tom and Jerry cartoons. So when you're listening to him, you go. I know that. That was, that was in Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got one, there's one Tom and Jerry where, where Tom is singing Is You Is You Is You Ain't My Baby. Um, is you is or is you ain't my baby. While playing the bass. That's, that's uh, Louis Jordan's Can song. Can you sing that again for us? Is you is or is you ain't my baby. It's a great like song. We'd like to apologize uh, to the listeners for, uh, for that there. Sorry, now you call me a musician. <laughs> um, I called you a magician. <laughs> a magician, yeah. um, Chuck Berry. <laughs> Chuck okay. Berry ripped off Louis Jordan's guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, his famous uh, Johnny B. Good riff, he didn't come up with that. That's the, almost note for note from, from, from uh, Louis Jordan's guitar player. Mm-hmm. So if I were on the dessert island again with my banana splits and the ice cream sundae, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably bring, um, there's a collection of jazz, a series, a series of CDs of jazz artists um, called, I can't remember, this was gone, all that jazz, the jazz effect. The jazz effect, mm-hmm. and their their set on Louis Jordan is brilliant. So that's probably the CD I, I, I bring with me. There. Now is that a double album? Because we have to go into the stipulations here of this desert island. Uh, I don't know. I uh, think you're trying to break the rules. I'll tell you why I don't know because I've only listened to it on QQ Music. And which is what? QQ is if you're in China, your QQ is like it's a messaging service. It's like a forerunner of WeChat. It's owned by the same company, Tencent. And QQ branched out. They branched out into games, into entertainment, into videos, and into music. If you've got, if on your phone, you should install the following apps. You should have WeChat. You should have QQ. You should have um, uh, QQ Music. Um, you should also install. There's a Chinese English dictionary that's free. It's called Pleco, P-L-E-C-O. For God's sakes, get that. It'll hugely improved the, the, what the, is Pleco Paul? Pleco it's a Chinese English English Chinese dictionary it also has a function that allows you to take a photograph of a character and then it'll tell you what the character is and what it means and it's also got nice little features like um, it'll, it'll give you flashcards for words you've looked up so you can review the Chinese characters that you've looked up and help you to learn them and so on so on so on but even just having a good dictionary on your phone it's really really important um, so you'd need to have WeChat, QQ, QQ Music, Pleco. Um, Ta- the Taobao app would be useful as well for shopping, but you might need to get your Chinese friends to give you a hand using that one. 
Yeah, you need a Chinese, Chinese number as well, I think, yeah, to yeah, get yeah, that yeah. set up. So yeah. just hold yeah. your fire there, Giuseppe. Righty yo, I'll, I'll calm. Let Time me have a, a, a drink of water while you're writing all that. Down. I've got it, okay. I've got it. QQ is spelled Q. Q, very good, that's it, yeah. Um. <laughs> good man. <laughs> Sorry. Any, anything else? Oh, you will be. QQ, mm. WeChat, well, DD, of course, but again, I think you need your phone number in China to get that set yeah, up, so yeah, hold, yeah, off, hold yeah, yeah. your fire on that one as well, Giuseppe. But uh, of those ones there, what got me onto that was listening to Louis Jordan on QQ Music. Mm -hmm. I haven't bought a CD in I don't know how long. That's how I listen to all my music now, and that's how I, how, how I listen to Louis Jordan. What's a DC? Uh, oh, I, I, it's a, an ancient technology that's now mostly used for coasters. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> now, let's get on to uh, the sensitive topic of the Galway girl. Emmett O'Halloran, the Right Honourable Justice O'Halloran, needs an answer. What was the question again? The, do, do I like the song The Galway Girl? He basically asked your opinion on the song The Galway Girl. Sounds like there's a story behind that now. Uh, come on, Paul, give it to us. Yes, I like the song The Galway Girl. Okay. Have you ever sang it? The, um, not the Ed Sheeran version. Mm -hmm. Mondays. Uh, Steve, well, Steve Earle, it's a Steve Earle song. Mm -hmm. And Sharon Shannon does a, a good version of it as well, I believe. Well, your man here said in the WeChat, you could also, also ask his opinions about Mondays Galway Girl. I'm not familiar with their version of it, so that means I can't answer the question. Okay, what's your opinion on the Galway Girl? Have well, you ever tried to sing it? Yeah, I have, yeah. Are you any good at it? No. Okay, very good. Now, you play <laughs> with a musician uh, by the name of Squinty John. Now, one thing I often wondered about Squinty, well, actually, one of about a thousand. <laughs> There's. <laughs> Why is he called Squinty? Like, do you know? Um, apparently, it's got to do, I mean, for... Our listeners who may not be acquainted with this particular character, he's been You're in lucky. this part of the world for a very, very long time. And he was based, he still is based, um, in, in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. um, playing in a band which apparently Squinty is connected, because he doesn't have a squint. Um, his nickname is Squinty, he's connected to his time in the band. Okay. Um, Bahuki, I think the name of the band was. Who were quite popular, mm -hmm. um, quite successful uh, in Hong who Kong. Who was in that band? Squinty. <laughs> And some other guys. I, okay. I, 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 I never heard of them. Um, I, it was before my time. And is there time. a story behind this squinty? I, you'll have to ask him yourself yeah, when, you, when, when you have him on the show. I will. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That man's not getting on this show. <laughs> He'd never turn up. <laughs> Three hours later would, and uh, we're would, still waiting. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your musical influences? Who influenced you as a musician? Um, I find questions like this really difficult to answer because I don't think I'm a very good musician. Mm -hmm. And my influences are, am I holding the guitar right? And I hope the plectrum doesn't fall into the sound hole this time. Mm -hmm. um, years and years and years ago. I think I you do yourself with, a disservice. I was in a band with uh, two dear friends, John Taplin, may rest in peace, from Birmingham, and a guy called John Murphy from Cork. Um, he, he was the lead singer. This is when we were in Ch and Changsha. We were called the Changsha Dogs. Uh, great name. And um, we ended up going up to uh, Wuhan for a punk music festival. And we got interviewed by um, Wuhan Radio by this, by this very earnest young lady who was asking us all questions like, who are your influences? And, and uh, blah, 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 blah. And we were so... Because this... <laughs> 
<laughs> we were three idiots sitting in the corner of the bar making noise as far as we were concerned. So um, we, we just ended up by saying, rock on, rock on, Wuhan, rock on, rock on, you'll never fall. And that was basically it. Oh, I was just thinking about the commitments who you're... Uh uh, who, who your who your influences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, it, the commitments just came to my head when I was talking about. My, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask this uh, gobshite that. Oh, committed. Oh, I would like to apologise for listeners for using bad language on the show. You don't know what gobshite. Oh no, I said it. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Great. Thank you very much, Paul. Next uh, question, please. Next question. Right. We're going to take a, a little break. Uh, well, the final part of our show, we're going to talk about podcasts and some of our favorite podcasts at the minute and a podcast that you recommended to me. Uh, it was the Blind Boy podcast, which I've started listening to this week and I'm enjoying it immensely. He's brilliant, as they say in Wexford. Only, he's only brilliant. He's very good. If anyone from Wexford can understand a word Paul just said, send me in. Uh, <laughs> uh, Twitter feed, Mr. Underscore Leonard Underscore Swiss. Uh, please uh, translate that for me. Join us again after this short break. Break. I'll break, break. you. Well, Paul... We're nearing the end of today's show, which probably out? means, in good old, uh, good old fashioned Irish terms, there's another right. two hours to go. Right, yeah, so I'm not going yet. Okay. Now, um, we are here. This is PRS Radio. Uh, it's our very first podcast show. You can find all our podcasts, anchor.fm forward slash PRS Radio. Uh, I'm Eugene Leonard. In the studio today, I have Paul Delahunty, the man from Enishkirti in County Wexford. We are. Yo, I do. Baidu, we are recording and documenting the personal history, personal journey of long-term expats as well as locals in Shenzhen. Now, Shenzhen's a relatively young city, like it's about 30 to 40 years. So uh, there's a lot of interesting characters about. Um, We don't really know where we're going with the show. Uh, We don't know know where we've been. We know where we've been. It sounds like a song, Mr. Delahunty. Um, so in this section of the show, we will talk a little bit about podcasting in general. I'm a very big podcaster. I've got uh, in my workplace uh, podcast station, Swiss Rock Radio, uh, student podcasts, staff podcasts. Um, recently, I've been podcasting a lot, uh, staff, new staff orientation podcasts, uh, just giving them uh, information um, about moving to China, moving to Shenzhen in general, uh, just uh, on the Anchor platform, search for Swiss Rock Radio. You'll be able to come across a Swiss, S-W-I-S, Rock, Rock, as in R-O-C. Actually, the Rock is the mascot of our school. And it, oh, the big bird. Yeah, correct. Oh, right. So Swiss Rock, R-O-C, and then radio, that's W-I-R-E-L-E-S-S. Why is the big bird the, 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 the logo or the, the mascot of your school? Because the students chose it. <laughs> well done, students. Nice one. Yeah, that's cool. it. Like That's the reason. So it's Swiss Rock Radio. Search for it on the Anchor platform. You'll come across our uh, orientation podcast and a lot more. My personal favorite podcast, which I would suggest that the Irish community uh, look out for on uh, the uh, one of our podcasting stations is a podcast with Emmett O'Halloran, the Right Honourable mm. Justice O'Halloran. Full title, please. And myself. I will put a link to it in the um, in the show. Mr. O'Halloran is an accomplished accordion player from East 
clear and we uh, recorded a very good uh, well very good in our opinion St. Patrick's Day podcast so we'll put the link in for that now podcasting Mr. Delahunty you are a firm favorite what I, would I say you're a firm favorite listener that's no, that, that sounds that, nonsense that, that doesn't make any sense at all start again <laughs> Mr. Delahuntry. <laughs> God, start again. <laughs> Paul. Hi. How are you? How are you getting on? You well? You like listening to podcasts. Now, can you tell us about some of your favorite podcasts, apart from my own, of course? <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, indeed, and so I'm not going to say it. Um, you mean China-related or un-China-related? You tell me, Paul. Right. Well, um, if I look at my podcast app thingy on my wonderful Huawei phone. Um, some of the ones that have been there longest are, um, first of all, the China History Podcast, which if you're in China or into China or interested in China, you have got to listen to. That's a guy called Laszlo Montgomery. He's been running it for a couple of years. Um, I think he's working with one of the airlines now. They actually have his podcast to listen to on the airline. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy is, he's an old China hand. He's been coming over here since, I think, the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he's incredibly knowledgeable. Um, he's, he, he does a very good podcast. Okay. And there's, I think there's a couple of two or 300 episodes up there. He does good math. He does good math. He okay. gives good math. Laszlo does. So we love Laszlo. So hiya, Laszlo, if you're listening. How's it going, Laszlo? We, <laughs> we think you're great. Um, another one, which you, it's um, more contemporary, uh, is Kaiser Kuo, the Seneca podcast, and Jeremy Goldthorne, which, again, they've been around China for years. Um, and they have lots of really, really interesting guests, and it's, it's usually a lot more topical. Are they more interesting than you? <laughs> what, mate, watching paint dry is more interesting than me, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's call a spade a spade here. You know? Come on, <laughs> spot a spot. I was the only person available Saturday morning. That's why I'm your guest. I know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the truth, Paul. I can't handle the truth. No, it's true. It's true. I can't handle the truth. And there's a paradox. Anyway, so, um, that's the Seneca podcast. The Seneca podcast. S i n i c a. It's more about contemporary Chinese society and, and issues relating to China. Like they've had a few recent ones about um, the, the trade war. That's going on at the moment between China and the U.S. Um, and it's they're both very well informed. Um, they have some fantastic guests on there. Um, two guests who they have they've had who are definitely worth listening to is uh, Bill Bishop and Ada Shen. Bill Bishop and, and um, a woman called Ada Shen. Um, uh, Bill is he's Bill. I, I, I don't know the, either of these. The, uh, I, don't, I don't know any of these people personally, so um, I'm limited in what I can say. But uh, B- Bill Bishop and Ada, they're both what you, you might call China experts. What they don't know about China probably isn't worth worth knowing. I mean, nobody can fully explain or understand or describe what's happening in China at any given point in time. But they're about as well informed as anybody. So, including myself, including yourself. Jesus, they must so, know something. Yeah, um, they're, they're very interesting to listen to. Very well informed and they're, 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 they're very good. So yes, they're, they're two podcasts that I listen to quite often. Um, I should actually just mention in passing the In Our Time podcast, the BBC one, Melvin Bragg, which is very good because it's very varied. It's not China specific, but there you go. 
Um, the other one that I spend a lot of time listening to is um, an Irish one. Um, a guy whose name I, I, I used to say it wrong. Blind Boy Boat Club. The, the, the guy from the Rubber Bandits. Okay. Blind Boy. Blind um, Boy? Yeah, yes. Blind Boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, this is a podcast that you recommended to me about six months ago. I've been running around recommending this to everybody. Okay, you recommended it six months ago. You mm. recommended it a year ago. You recommended it maybe 18 months ago to mm. me. Mm. Uh, and then three weeks ago, you recommended it again. And to be honest with you, I got sick and tired <laughs> of listening to you. And I was out walking one night. And I went, right, this gobshite has recommended, I, I mean, this wonderful friend of mine from Wexford, allegedly, allegedly yeah. uh, recommended this podcast to me, Blind Boy, uh, what is it, his Twitter feed's at Rubber Bandits, I believe. I think so, yeah, and I'm not sure. Uh, oh, you should know, Paul, you should know. Um, and I started listening to it, I went back, right back to the very start, mm. and I started listening to it, and I was absolutely <laughs> loved it I, I, was just, I was walking around one night and uh, it was it was about 10 o'clock at night i was walking around the park as i like to do it late at night Indeed, there's nothing so, sinister so in heard, that yeah, nothing so sinister heard, yeah, 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 and i was yeah. listening to this podcast fascinating absolutely fantastic the the short stories blew my mind i've uh, similar um listening to the podcast as i'm out going for my evening walk and there's been occasions where I've, 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 I've stopped, I've had to stop walking and because I'm, mm. I'm, I'm doubled over laughing yeah. at something that he's come out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also very thought-provoking as well. It's, it's, it's not a comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. he, he, he deals with all kinds of issues and has some amazing guests. He had Spike Lee on there. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a very good podcast as well. I'm going to just go back to what you just said a second ago because I have been walking along in the last month and I've been listening to this podcast and I'm just cracking up laughing yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Then yeah. I look around and go, Jesus, is anybody <laughs> looking at me? Like, uh, because that in itself, like people, is this guy mad? Like, That's crazy. He, yeah. With those little uh, Apple, uh, what do you call those things you put in your ear? The earbuds? Are ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I can barely know. see them. So people mm. are going, this guy's just walking down the street, cracking up laughing to himself. <laughs> um, so thanks very much for that blind boy. Yeah. Uh, so you said... Yeah. Uh, are there any uh, episodes that stick out in your mind, Mr. Delahonte? Um, well, one of the th topics which he, he, he deals with a lot, I mean, he, he deals with a lot of topics. Mm -hmm. um, I like, he does what, his, his, his hot takes, he does stuff on history and so on. I like his stuff that he does on mental health, okay. and mental well-being and so mm -hmm. on. Um, and it would be really interesting to hear his, because I mentioned, we were talking earlier on this podcast about your mental health when you're an expat. Okay. Um, it had been interesting to hear his point of view on that. Um, Why is that? Because he seems to be well informed. Mm -hmm. um, he seems to You have, said informed there. Yeah. Okay. He seems to be well informed. He mm -hmm. seems to know what he's talking about. It's, mm -hmm. it's an, an issue which seems to be um, close to his heart. Yeah. I, know, I know he's written about it. He's spoken about it on TV. Mm -hmm. um, um, and of course, he covers it a lot in his podcast as well. So, if and also he spent a bit of time himself overseas. I mean, perhaps not for the months or years that, 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 that a long-term expat might. Mm -hmm. But um, it'd be, I'd be interested to hear his point of view or his take on what can you do for your own mental well-being if you are living away from home, okay, or if you are living in a culture which is 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 different from the one that you're used to. How do you stop yourself going mad? How can you keep yourself sane? Okay, that, that's a very interesting question, and uh, we will send this podcast to him and uh, tag him in the tweet. So, blind boy, Mr. Delahunty, or the man from Delahunty, uh, we like to call him over here in China, 
has a question about mental health. Uh, how do you... Or what advice might you give? Uh, what, what advice might you give to an expat? Or is there any differences in basically looking after your mental health as an expat in a culture that is... Uh yeah, 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 because the, um, especially when you're living away from home, the, the, um, when you're at home, when things go wrong, there, there, even if there's, it's a ridiculously bad support structure, like mm -hmm. there is for, for mental health in Ireland, okay. um, at least there is some kind of a structure. Mm -hmm. Whereas out here, if things go wrong, it could be totally on your own. Mm -hmm. And I've seen guys um, turn to the drink or, you know, fall to pieces, basically. Yeah. Um, so, Okay, so basically, Blind Boy, any particular advice for expats living in a foreign country to look mm -hmm. after their mental health? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. keep it simple, Ted. Yeah. Okay, so that's the question we have for you this week. Uh, if you'd like to answer it, uh, we'd, we, we'd really hear you love to hear your views on that mm. um now the episode that i listened to last week well several episodes has listened to the episode the tip girl that wanted to join an organization <laughs> jesus christ i had to listen yeah. to it twice i was walking yeah. down the road this morning yeah. going that's absolutely yeah. mad brilliant yeah. i loved it it's very well written it's, it's fantastic well written, yeah. what's his book is um the gospel according the first, his first book he's working on the second one the, the gospel according to blind boy the gospel according to blind boy now uh that is available to purchase on uh, Amazon, I believe he said, and I'm sure it's on other platforms as well. I haven't found it on Taobao. I've looked on Taobao. I haven't found it on Taobao. Don't tell him about Taobao. Oh, it's mm, probably mm, a ripoff, yeah. and he'd be raging. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the one, the uh, interview with Roddy Doyle was yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met Roddy Doyle. Would you believe that? Go on. I did. Um, it was. I, I went to UCD. And we were, I was treasurer of the, somebody made me a treasurer, would you believe that? You'd have to get in that you were at UCD, wouldn't you? I would, yeah. Were well, um, you visiting? Uh, yeah, for a day, yeah. Go on. Uh, I was in the English Literary Society, and we're, basically myself and two friends staged a coup and took over the English Society, and we tried to invite guests, guest mm -hmm. speakers. So we invited Roddy Doyle, and he came. Okay. And he came, uh, this was before he'd published Paddy Clark, ha, ha, ha. And he read a chapter from Paddy Clark, ha, ha, ha. And uh, it was brilliant, of course. <laughs> and then afterwards, he stayed and he had a long chat with us. And I was so starstruck. I didn't say two words to the man. Mm -hmm. But he was lovely. He was, he was really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when you said very there, genuine, genuine, when you yeah. said there, Paddy Clark, ha ha ha, suddenly yeah. in my head, uh, Steve Coogan's doppelganger uh, came into my head. Paddy <laughs> Clark, aha! <laughs> If anyone hasn't seen uh, the Steve Coogan doppelganger uh, that has recently come out, absolutely yeah. <laughs> brilliant, on the BBC. Uh, millions of views already, well worth taking a look at. Paddy Clark, aha. 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 Or Paddy Clark, haha. Mm -hmm. um, the episode, the Blind Boy episode where he interviews uh, Bernadette uh, Davin Mikalski, have you listened to that? I have. I have. It was also very, very good. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I particularly liked where uh, they were given the keys to the, uh, was it New York, and they went straight down to Harlem and uh, handed them over to the Black Panthers. Black Panthers, yeah. Jesus Christ, that <laughs> must, uh, that really, uh, yeah. must have been something else to be around at yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they were invited back for a while. They weren't, no. Apparently, I didn't realize that when she went to the state, she didn't have a passport. Aye, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. She, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, nearly yeah. wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on this podcast? Like, well, what is it that 
draws you to it? Your podcast? No, don't be, don't oh, be oh, ridiculous. No. Um, You're the only listener right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what, what drew me to this was free coffee. And there's no free coffee, so fine. Blind That's Boy grand. Podcast. Let's get back on to that. The Blind Boy Podcast, yeah, move, moving swiftly onwards. Um, he's very engaging. He's He he doesn't seem to have any airs or graces. Mm-hmm. He, 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 um, he gets it wrong, and he'll happily admit, yeah, I'm getting it wrong. I'm, I might be talking off the top of my head, but it's entertaining. And it's very varied, and he's got an interesting point of view, and he's, um, yeah, he's, that, that's no, his, his um, interesting. I believe I saw your comments on the uh, WeChat group, the Irish Network. There was a recent episode that he did about China, is that correct? He did. Okay, well, how did that go down? Um, I listened to it, and it, was, it wasn't one of his stronger ones, because mm-hmm. I thought at a certain point he was being a bit tenuous, and his ultimate conclusion which is that China is building technology to create God. I thought, well, it's a bit of a, a bit of a so what, a bit of a lame hot mm-hmm. take. So that, I thought that wasn't one of his stronger ones. Not one of his stronger ones. No. Oh, well, he, he'll I obviously know. be devastated by he'll that. Try himself to sleep tonight. Sleepless sure. nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I'll not have him back in the <coughs> show, blind boy. Uh, but uh, apart from that, we think your podcast is absolutely brilliant. Yep. Keep, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Uh, but we're... We're completely broke, so... With the uh, Ocarina Pause. We, we would prefer if you sent us the book and signed it uh, yeah. with a 50 euro note inside. Uh, or come do a gig in Shenzhen. Come do a gig in Shenzhen. Absolutely. We will we will put you up. Uh, I've got a spare couch. I'm sure uh, we'll find a place for you. Uh, absolutely. Got, that'll be great. I know a good place that sells noodles, so we'll get some nice noodles. Uh, very good. Or some about those little dumplings. They're, they're delicious. You, you'll Does he do tours? He does, yeah. He's um, gone to Canada, I believe, and he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's forever touring around Ireland. And okay, well, Blind Boy, you heard it here first. Uh, you're more than welcome to come and do a gig in Shenzhen, China. The people of from PRS Radio uh, formally invite you. That would be me and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you here, though. That, that would be wonderful. Um, now, Mr. We've asked your question. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, there was something actually coming down the road. I did. I laughed my head off one of those incidents. He, he was talking about his followers or uh, his listeners around the world. And he said, yeah. oh, I've got 32,000 listeners in, I can't remember the country. Uh, it was something like Azerbaijan or uh, Kurdistan or yeah. something like that there. Something and he we says, wouldn't expect. 32,000 yeah. listeners there, just like the 32 counties in Ireland. Give them back, <laughs> but he did put please. <laughs> I, I I cracked up laughing at that. Good work, blind boy. I I really appreciated those laughs on a Saturday morning because to be honest with you, I was coming to record this podcast with Paul. I knew it was going to be a somber affair. So <laughs> any laughs that you could get yeah. before that, yeah, thanks, outstanding. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Right, that's uh, that's blind boy covered in the podcast section. Now, uh, Mister Della Hunt, we 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 really are. Delahunty, we Aye. really are coming to the end of this show. Thank God. Is there, is there anything that you'd like? Is anything that you'd like to add, or anything that you'd like to say, or t- to the listening public before we do go? No. <laughs> <laughs> about, about life in China, about life in general. 
anything at all. I mentioned Marcus Aurelius earlier on in Stoic philosophy, and it's a bit, a little bit like Taoist philosophy as well. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some overlap, and it's if we're gonna end on a note, it, it, it's a, a note that's worth repeating. You can't control what's going on around you. You can't control what people are thinking. You can't control what people are saying, but you can control your reaction to it. Okay. And that's something that's very definitely worth keeping in mind and exercising as you're going through your time in China. Mm-hmm. That your success in China will depend upon a lot on your success in your own head okay. and your approach to it. Can you just repeat that? What did he say? What? Who? Marcus Aurelius. Who? Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> I really well, like that. Um, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember the, the, the mm. exact quote, but what it boils down to is that you can't control what people are doing, you can't control what people are saying, you okay. can't control what people are thinking, but you can control your reaction okay. to what people are saying or what they're doing. And that if you can learn how to do that, um, this is one of the, of the doorways to happiness. And you'll, you'll find the same idea in, 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 in Taoist philosophy as well. Okay. So it's worth giving some thought to that. That's worth something to keep in mind as you're w- w- making your way through the highways and byways of this fantastic and ancient nation. Um, keep that in the forefront of your mind. Okay, that's a very profound way to end the show. And as it's so profound... I'm going to have to make sure it's not the ending of the show because I've just remembered that the Justice O'Halrahan from East Clare did oh send in a second question. Oh, God, no. And I mean, hooray! We were going to finish it on a really... It was such a profound note. Thanks. But the question from Mr. O'Halrahan is an even <laughs> better way to end it. Let's take a listen to that. Thank I you for sending... sugar to think what it is. Uh, you should sugar to think <laughs> of it. Let, let's take a listen to it and then we'll conclude it with that. Hello, Emma O'Halloran here again from East Clare. I'm on a train somewhere in, in, in China. Um, another question for Paul there. Is it true that Paul came to China 17 years ago due to concerns about Brexit? I'd just like to know if that is true, I've heard it said. Don't know how true it is, and I'd like to find out a definitive answer. <laughs> oh dear! Um. <laughs> Thank you for that question, uh, Mr. O'Halloran. Now, uh, a very sincere question, mm, no, yes, no, yes. no doubt, Mr. Yes, O'Halloran. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for sending it in. Uh, we know you're very busy on the farm this afternoon yeah, in East yeah, Tulla. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, can you, season, I believe, can, can, can you answer it? Um, I would I prefer not to answer that question, actually, because um, I have my... <laughs> it is, there, there, there is, there is some truth to that. There, mm-hmm. there is some truth to that. I, um, I saw one photograph of Nigel Farage and said, I'm getting the hell out of here. That was 17 years ago? Yep. Well, okay, there you go, Mr. O'Halloran. So uh, wherever you heard that report that... Uh, Paul Delahunty left Wexford 17 years ago due to concerns about Brexit. In part due to concerns. In part? In part, yeah. It wasn't the only reason. Can you now tell us, Paul, why you're really here? We've one minute left on this show. <laughs> tell us, who are you on the run from? Brother, I killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is basically admitting he used to live on Craggy Island. Doesn't it look like a face? <laughs> <laughs> right, this is just getting silly now. Okay, uh, uh, Paul, I would like to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, Mr. O'Halrahan, I would like to thank you for uh, sending in a couple of questions. The first one, 
was a bit serious. The second one was absolutely priceless, and we thank you. <laughs> and we are hoping for uh, people to send in regular questions onto our podcast. If or you irregular questions. Uh, completely <laughs> irregular questions as well. If you have any comments, please uh, comment. Please share our podcast. Our Twitter feed is at... Mr. Underscore Leonard Underscore Swiss uh, podcast can be found at anchor.fn forward slash PRS radio. Uh, you can contact me on this email address, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not giving that out just no, yet. Not yet. No, no, no. Uh, but uh, we would love to hear from you. And if you are listening in Shenzhen, uh, please do share. Please, uh, if there's anybody that you'd like to bring on the show. Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. Okay. Any Have reflections, Paul? Before we go. Um, no. Um, this was. This was. This, I think this is a really good podcast. I mm -hmm. think it's a really good idea because it's something that that's lacking. I think it's good to get um, our local voices. Mm -hmm talking to each other and listening to each other because yeah. uh, as I mentioned earlier socializing can be an issue and you meet people and you know a name and you see them and they have a pint with them and that's it yeah so it, it, it presents an opportunity to get to dig a little bit deeper and find out yeah. what people are thinking and the problems they're having and the, the, the issues they have and how they're facing them and yeah I agree I completely agree because the next guest on our show is going to be Claudio who is the owner of Le Five Chefs uh, restaurant where we are today I sat down with Claudio last Saturday, which is having a copy, and he, he was telling me some, some fascinating stories of his time in Switzerland, where he, I think he was one of the first people to own and run a gym, a gymnasium there. Uh, Paul, you're a regular oh, well. guest of those. Um, and <laughs> he, <laughs> yes, yes, that's me. Yeah. Um, and how he sold it several years later for a huge profit. And uh, The stories he, were t he was telling me was fascinating. Um, so he will be the next guest on the show, and we, we'd like to get people talking. We'd like yeah, to get people yeah, yeah. communicating with each other, listening to each other, because yeah. too often in today's busy world, uh, you know, we're only interested in what we're at ourselves. It, it's good to hear from other people in the community and get people sharing and talking, socializing, and who knows where this might go, Paul? Who knows? Who yeah. knows? All the way to Futian. All the way to Futian. That's yeah. it. Oh, wow, the dizzy heights. And we'll have cracked it then, boy. We will. Excellent. Well, I'm off to the Irish Clover tonight in Zhuhai to watch the Champions League final. I'll be participating in a lovely little raffle organized and scammed by Conor Belevens. Elevens. Uh, yeah. Paul, any plans tonight? Uh, no. Good. It's Children's Day today, so I'm going to go home and spend some, some, some time with the kids. Happy Children's Day to all those children Happy that children's aren't day listening. To all the children. From PRS yeah. Radio. Coming to you live from Shenzhen, we wish everybody a happy Children's Day and a good result tonight in the football for all the Liverpool fans. <laughs> uh, if you're a Spurs fan, you deserve nothing. <laughs> uh, we might have lost a few listeners there and we don't give a yeah, damn. Only Spurs fans. Okay, have a good day. Thank bye you bye. for listening. And the claps downstairs come yeah. at the perfect, perfect time. time yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye.